Good morning, YouTube family. How are you guys doing this morning? I have left my door open, so my dogs are coming in and out. So you may hear some jingling noises from them. Hopefully no growling and barking noises, but we will see if they behave today. So welcome to Escape from Crazy Town. So glad that you guys are hopping on. Hi, Obi. Good to see you here. And, you know, I was just thinking about this topic uh, yesterday, and it's about feelings and reality, right? So often people mistake their feelings for reality. And the, the narrative has gone to the point where they now want to, what is it, affirm everybody's feelings as reality. And here I'm going to tell you that that can get you into a lot of trouble, just like with the new supply. The new supply fully believes that what they are feeling is solid and is real and is everlasting, right? Everything they're feeling at the beginning, they think is the real deal. I just had a uh, viewer recently write to me and say that, you know, he was getting into this uh, whirlwind relationship. So right away, he kind of knew it's not going to go well. And then he also said that they were both damaged and that they were getting along really well, probably, I want to say, because they, they commiserated, right, about the pain they were both going through from past relationships or just simply their past. You guys, I'm going to have to move my dogs out because they are humping at me and they're grumping at me. Get, get out. <laughs> All right, you two. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. One of my dogs likes to humph at me, you know, just sits there and grumps like hoof, hoof. And uh, until I pick him up, and I'm not going to pick him up during the live stream here. <laughs> so this um, viewer, sorry about that, you guys. So the, the viewer had written in to say that he's getting into this whirlwind relationship, or he's in the midst of it, I guess, right? Things are going great. They feel great together. They, they're getting along so well. And these are all feelings, you guys. They're not basing it on reality. They're not basing it on... Um, who they are as individuals coming into a, re a relationship and what each is going to be bringing to the other person in the relationship. What are they contributing, right? Uh, they're just coming together and, and they're building a bond. I'm not saying they're not, but they are building this bond based on something that's not permanent, right? It's based on feelings. It's based on uh, even past trauma, you know, even if they have similar trauma, they, they kind of build a relationship off of that. Well, he recently uh, wrote back to let me know that it did not end well. So I really feel for him. I wanted to warn him. I kind of did warn him. But, you know, you can warn people all you want and out of a good heart, people that you love, right? People that you care about, you want to warn them. You're doing it purely out of love. You, you gain absolutely nothing trying to warn people. In fact, you, you then draw their ire, their anger towards you. And then they cling even more towards the, the person that's abusive towards them, right? 
and they think that you're just against them because you don't want them to be happy or you're jealous of them. And, you know, uh, you, you draw all this fire from them. So it's hardly, you know, I can un understand why a lot of people don't even want to try to warn others, right? They just, they just let them be, let them crash and burn. Um, but that's not how we are. We're going to take that chance. We're going to make a, a comment here or there as gently as we can. But ultimately, and always, it is up to the news supply to decide to examine the reality and put aside their feelings, right? Like, despite how they feel, what is really happening here? Who is this person really in front of them? Uh, paying attention to what that person says and does rather than making excuses for them when they say something awful or do something awful, right? Uh, the new supply wants to feed the feel the good feelings. They want to keep lying to themselves so that they can keep the good feelings flowing for, for the narcissist. And it just got me thinking about not just our relationships with narcissists, but a lot of things that happen in our life. We have to be careful and be awake to what's really going on around us with relationships, even with um, what's going on around you uh, socially or economically or, you know, financially. You don't, stop lying to yourself. Like, that's where a lot of people get into a lot of trouble also when they dabble <laughs> in the stock market. They lead with their feelings. It doesn't matter what you feel about a stock. It, the stock has no feelings towards you, right? You have to be realistic about what's going on with the company. What kind of company is it? Are they a legitimate company? Are they the kind of company you want to invest in? Are they the kind of company that others are interested in investing in or, or buying products from? You don't want to just feel good about a company and think, oh, well, then obviously if I feel good about the name of a company, I just like the name of it. Uh, that's not a really great reason to get into a company. Anyway, when you let your feelings lead the way, so many times you're going to get hurt. And that's what's going on with the new supply as well. Hey, John, good to see you. Let me see, says another update. Past few days got a, I still miss you. Oh boy. Yeah, you know, John, exactly. What, you know what's going to happen if you ever let her back into your, your life. You know that all this missing talk, all this, you know, lovey-dovey, caring attention that she's giving you will immediately turn into what it had always been. The thing that broke you guys up. The thing that's keeping her right now from pouring into her own relationship that, you know, her current husband. So this is a good time for you to put your feelings aside, right? and pay attention to what's really going on. Look at the real situation. She's cheating on her husband, wanting to cheat with you, right, on her husband. And she's playing her husband against you. So what the heck, you know, is this something that you want to get involved in? And I would say you probably don't, right? But I'm not telling you how to live your life. You make your own choices. Yeah. <laughs> Obi, that's good. 
Oh, that's awesome. Hey, so I wanted to talk about when then do we know we're disillusioned by our feelings? How, how can we how can we make sure that we're not falling into the same tra trap that the new supply is? Well, it doesn't take very much for us to actually examine that because we've actually walked through it. If you have come out of a relationship with a narcissist, you know exactly what the new supply is going through right now. Even though they're showing all these lovey-dovey photos all over the place and they're all over town, you're, you're running into people who, who tell you how amazing they look together or how amazing they are together. You know exactly what's going on because you've already been there. You used to be that couple with the narcissist, right? You used to be treated so well. You used to believe and feel loved. You used to feel like this was your soulmate. You used to feel like you couldn't live without this person. You used to feel like this is the best thing that's ever happened to you. And I had read that so many times in comments that people starting a relationship with a narcissist, the first thing they feel is that there's they've never had such a wonderful relationship, right? They, they've never felt so good. They've never felt so valued. They've never felt so loved. All these are feelings, you guys, that don't last because, because the, the narcissist can change. The narcissist does change. The narcissist is playing with your feelings because that's what, what will get them into your life. They know exactly what they're doing. They're manipulating with words and actions and maybe gifts, uh, attention, and uh, maybe even physically, right? They're, they're lauding all of this onto you because they want you to feel good. Because it, it, it's like a fly getting stuck um, on, a, on a sticky honey sheet, right? They're not, the fly's not going to go towards something that's nasty and yucky. It's going to go towards something that feels, or to it, is attractive, is smells smells good. I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't use flies because they're also uh, attracted to dung. <laughs> so that's probably not the best uh, description. But, you know, the narcissist is trying to catch their prey. So they're going to lure them in. They're going to make the prey feel safe. They're going to make the prey feel loved. They're going to make the prey feel... Uh, safe and secure and that they could trust the narcissist. I was just reading another comment uh, recently where uh, a viewer was saying that they will never forgive uh, the narcissist because the narcissist is an unrepentant bully, is what they had said. And I got thinking about what forgiveness is, right? Well, to narcissists, the words don't mean the same thing as they mean to us. To them, forgiveness comes with uh, attachments. It comes with, with requirements. And one of the requirements is trust. So they feel that, or they think that, when, you, when they demand forgiveness from you, or from the new supply, or whoever the supply is with them at the point, at whatever point in time, they... They demand forgiveness, but what they're really demanding is trust. They're demanding that the person that they just cheated, lied to, uh, 
hurt, uh, backstabbed, to trust them again. And to them, that means forgiveness. And that's not forgiveness, you guys. Forgiveness is actually for yourself. Forgiveness is something that you do to detach yourself from a destructive person in your life. And you forgive them in that you're not going to seek revenge. You're not going to go after you. You just want to cut things loose and be done, right? You're like, okay. Uh, and as, as long as you hold on to a grudge with them, it keeps you connected to them. So forgiveness is a way for you to let loose, let loose that grudge, that resentment that keeps you bound to them. But for the narcissist, forgiveness means you have to trust them again. You have to allow them back into your life. You have to allow them to keep controlling you because to them, they misrepresent the word forgiveness for trust. And I've had uh, a good friend tell me once, you know, a long time ago when I was having a, a problem with forgiving somebody in my life, because I thought that forgiveness meant trust. Uh, and my friend told me, no, forgiveness doesn't mean trust at all. You can forgive someone, but you don't have to trust them. They have to earn that trust. And once they've broken that trust, you're not required to give that back to them. But you can forgive them and recognize that they're just a broken person and they hurt you. But then you don't need to keep trusting them and allowing them to have control over you. So I just wanted to pass that on with you guys as well. I'm not sure if I can say your name right. Rahela? Rahela? Sorry if I'm saying it incorrectly. Oh, oh I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, it says, thank you for helping me when I needed help the most. You helped me heal. I am healed now. God bless you. Thank you so much for letting me know. I love that. You know, this is the reason I keep doing these cha this channel. It's because people come on, they message me, they comment on my videos, they let me know what's going on, to fill me in on uh, updates in their life. And I just want to keep continue to help people get through these, these hard parts of their life. And anyway, it gives me great joy that I can be here for you guys. So... Bless you guys. Oh, <laughs> let me see. Oh, yes. Yes, I do remember. Thank you. I do remember you. I'm so glad that you're here. And thank you for letting me know. Well, you guys. One of the things that I was listening to recently, uh, <laughs> it was a, a Matt Walsh, I think that's his name. It, it came up as a feed, so I didn't know who this guy was. And uh, I was like, okay, I'll watch this video. And he was talking about, let me see if I get this straight. Um, actually, two different videos of his popped up, so I, I was intrigued and watched them both. And um, one of them was about feelings, right? But he was talking about a certain topic, which was very, very controversial, so I'm not going to bring that topic up here. And he mentioned that feelings are not reality, and that when a person feels a certain way, doesn't mean that everybody else around them is in that same reality, right? 
they're not seeing that's not reality because everybody else can see that this is not real what this person is feeling and i'll give you an example i'm not going to give you the example that he gave but i'll give you a real life example that i experienced and it was my friend has a little girl well she's a teenager now but back when she was little uh, she liked to pretend that she was different animals right <clears throat> But it got to a point where her, her fantasies, her pretending was a little bit very unnerving. Not a little bit, right? Very unnerving. Because she would crawl around and pretend she was this animal for the entire time we're visiting together, my friend and I. And this child would, one time she pretended that she thought she was a cat, right? Now, you think, okay, she's just a child. She doesn't really think she's a cat. But she's wandering, you know, she's crawling around, purring, rubbing her body up against your leg, right? A little creepy. Um, and then she's trying to paw at you and, and short of licking you, like what a cat might do, you know, and licking herself. You just kind of feel like this is very cringy. I kind of sat there and I thought, Okay, I understand kids play, act, and I don't mind play acting with them for a few minutes, right? And this is just to entertain or my friend, right? Because this is her kid. Normally, if I see a kid doing this, um, I just don't engage because I, I think it's kind of creepy. It's kind of weird. And I understand that kids want to do this, but the thing is they're expecting the adult who is based in reality to respond to them as if the child's fantasy is reality. So we're supposed to pet her, we're supposed to cuddle her, we're supposed to meow back at her as if she's a cat. I mean, am I supposed to go get her cat food and, and stick it in her face? You know what I mean? This is ridiculous. But there are grown adults today who want to believe that they're something they are absolutely not, right? Okay, let's let's imagine that um, that there's a I don't know um, a fat white person, okay, or a fat Mexican person. I don't care. Just pick a race, uh, and then they they decide. You know what? I feel like, and it's a man. Let's say it's a man. I feel like I'm a skinny Asian woman, so you have to treat me as if I'm a skinny Asian woman who's really attractive and sexy and that's how you're supposed to treat me and you're looking at this fat guy who's ugly as anything and smelly and you're like okay I'm supposed to pretend that you're sexy and that you're thin and that you're not even your race but some other race <laughs> what the heck right you're just like that to me is delusional and then this person is like well this is how I feel today Today, I feel like an Asian Mulan. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, but you're not. You're not that. Everybody can clearly see that you are not. But we're at the point in society where we're being told, well, you know, to be selfless or to be kind or to be accepting or tolerant, we're supposed to allow people not just allow them to live in their delusion, but we're supposed to engage in that delusion as if it was real. And I'm like, no, I have a choice here. 
as much as I had a choice to interact with the child who thinks she's a cat, no, I don't, I don't have to interact with her. You know, I can still treat her as a real person and say, hey, well, if you want to have your snack, no cats allowed at the table. Wham, she snaps out of it. She's not no longer a cat. She's a person again, and she's sitting down having a snack, right? Like, come on, this is ridiculous. So just because someone feels something one day or, you know, just their mood, whatever their mood is, they think that's reality. They think everybody else has to cater to that mood. And that's the delusion that is destructive to not only the person who's deluded, but to the people around them that feeds that that feed that delusion. Same thing with the new supply. When they are under the delusion that their narcissist uh, partner is the most wonderful person ever, but their friends are looking at this partner and going, your partner is flirting with me. Your partner is like checking out everybody else in the room. Your partner is, you know, a sloppy drunk. Your partner is sleeping around on you. But if all of her friends or his friends are acting as if, oh, yeah, sure, you know, your your partner is just the best ever, so hot, so amazing, the new supply is never going to see it. New supply thinks this is reality then, and everybody's confirming their delusional perspective. That's not helpful, you guys. So here we are. We're stuck in a world right now where... We're forced to live in such grand delusion because we're guilted. We're guilted into thinking that, well, if you don't go along with them, then you're an awful person. And that's not true either. You know, why, why is someone an awful person for not giving into a delusion? You're no more an awful person for, for, I'm sorry, for not giving into a delusion, right? You're no, no more an awful person to say, no, that guy's not a woman, or that woman's not a guy, or men cannot have give birth, okay? I mean, you can change the, the, the meaning of what man means and the meaning of what woman is, but scientifically, you can't change that. Scientifically, there is an absolute, right? You can dig up bones. Anthropologists do it all the time and determine if an animal was male or female. And they can dig up bones of people hundreds of years ago and see if it was this person used to be a man or a woman. They don't know what that person felt like. Like this person could have felt like a, a man, but if the bones are female, this person was a female. That's it, right? But they don't want us to, to use science. They want us to use feelings. Feelings trump reality. Feelings trump the truth is what's going on right now. And living off of feelings is going to not only destroy the person who, who has this delusional feeling and, and is living off of it, but it also hurts society. It hurts all the people around them. And then think about the kids who are looking at adults and adults are telling them, oh yes, men can have babies. No, they have no uterus. No, they don't have any ovaries. No, they can't carry a baby, but um, they can, you know, it, but a woman who calls herself a man is now a man who can have a child. Can you imagine how, how confusing that is to a child? 
Then the child's like, well, then what is a man? What is a woman? And you're not allowed to tell them scientifically what really is a man and what really is a woman. You can't tell them about the XY chromosomes. You can't tell them about bone density. You can't tell them about testosterone. <laughs> you can't tell them, <clears throat> excuse me, about all the different things that are different between a man and a woman and what makes one, you know, how to, to help you scientifically identify one. Because feelings are more important or somehow trumps reality. And if you don't allow someone's feelings or you hurt their feelings because you're telling them the truth, like, you know, you know, yeah, if you feel like a woman, oh, he had a great, great question. What a man who feels like he's a woman, ask him, what's the definition of a woman? What is a woman to you? Right? And interestingly enough, he was in this panel on a talk show and the people who had the feelings could not, couldn't define that. They couldn't define, could not define what a woman was. And yet they kept saying that if a man felt like a woman, then he is a woman. And then the question was, well, then what is a woman? Well, I can't, I can't define that for you. And neither can the other person who, who feels like a woman. They can't define it either. It's just how they feel. It's like, well, then how the heck do you know what you're feeling? if <laughs> You can't even define it. People are in this mass psychosis right now. And they want you to be in it with them. It's just as bad as if the new supply forced you to live in their mass psychosis with the narcissist, right? If they told you, hey, well, my partner, who would be the narcissist, right, that they don't acknowledge as a narcissist, um, is so wonderful, is so great, is so brilliant, is so uh, savvy and wise or good with money, and you should give them your life savings and, and invest with them because they're so good. You're like, well, I don't think so. They're driving around in a clunker. They're living in your house off of your money. And then you're telling me that your partner is this really, you know, fox of Wall Street or something. And you're like, um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not going to give my life savings to this person. And it would be like the narcissist requiring you to be in the same delusion they are. Because the narcissist is telling them about the most beautiful mansions they're going to own and boats they're going to own and and the kind of cars they're going to buy once, you know, the narcissist takes off on his uh, business. And all he needs is for your friends to, to invest in his ideas. And the new supply is trying to tell you um, to invest in his or her ideas, right? You're going to be like, no, I'm not going to. And then what if the new supply was like, well, if you don't do this, that means you don't care about me. That means that you're, you don't believe that, that I'm capable of being with a good person. You don't, you know, and they just pour guilt after guilt after guilt on you. That's total BS, right? <laughs> I mean, totally delusional. And then here you are trying to wake them up. No, look at this. When was the last time your partner paid for anything? How come they're living off of you? How come you're loaning your car to this person? Like, pay attention to this. And then before they met you, what were they doing? 
you know, how, how was their life before they met you? Were they still, were they living this way? How is it that suddenly now that they're with you, they're going to be this great success? Well, the new supply has no clue they're being lied to. The new supply has no clue that they're living in a wishful delusion that they want so bad to be real to the point where now they're complicit with the narcissist to get other victims, financial victims even, right? Financial, maybe even physical victims, sexual victims. It's terrible. So the new supply is living off of this psycho feelings controlled environment. They cannot see straight. Your feelings lie to you, by the way, right? Uh, people like to say like, oh, I'm a great judge of character. I can tell who, you know, someone really is within 10 seconds of meeting them, within 30 seconds of meeting them. And I just look at that person and go, sure you can, <laughs> sure you can, because, oh my gosh, you, you just watch them and you think, no, you're just a judgmental person, period. That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe you're just a judgmental person. Like, you need to get to know people. There are people that you don't chemically get along with right away, right? You, you just have this weird vibe around them. And it's funny because there's this guy, Cesar Chavez, Cesar Milan. Yeah, that's his name, the dog whisperer. He talks about how dogs get along. And some dogs get along right away and some dogs don't. And he says it's because of their energy. Like if they have the same energy level, like they're very placid dogs, they'll get along. If they're very excited dog, you know, energetic dogs, they'll get along um, right away. And I think it's kind of the same way with people. And so maybe the feeling that sometimes we get about another person is because the other person has the same kind of energy that we do, right? They're, they, they might be, if you're an introvert and you kind of are standoffish with people, you're probably a little bit more comfortable with others who are a little standoffish too. You're not, you're not comfortable with someone who's gregarious, right? You're not comfortable with someone who's in your face and, and, and wanting to get to know you and, and is kind of pushy about uh, their, their involvement in your life. But if you're an, ex, you know, you're an extrovert and you love to meet people and you, you enjoy getting into new conversations, you probably won't get along too well with someone who's reserved. Someone who, you know, right away that is, right? You know, immediately you might feel like, huh, there's something about them that doesn't feel right with me. That doesn't make you a great judge of character. And I think a lot of people mistake that for being great judges of character. Um, so again, feelings don't always tell you the truth, right? Feelings, a lot of times, are deceptive. And it's okay to have feelings. I'm not saying it's not okay to have feelings. It's okay to have feelings and first impressions of people. And then you make a note of it. Because you want to back it up with a couple more times that you meet them. And then you say, okay, they just reinforced what I kind of felt by certain actions, certain things they said. Then you have an idea, a more rounded picture of who this person is. Anyway, you guys, I uh, kind of got off on that. Oh, nice. I love that. Rahayla, good, good. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I was just reading some of the comments. So 
here you are, you're watching the new supply. And you might be thinking that the new supply is living this amazing, wonderful life. And you think that, that you're missing out. But you have to remember that they're going through this, this point in their life where their feelings are exploding, right? Their, their sensory, whatever, <laughs> nodules are all crazy right now because the narcissist is filling their life with excitement and love and love bombing and deception and fantasies and future faking. And they're just on overload, sensory overload, and they feel great. They're on this high. It's not real. It's just not real. And we all know what happens in the end or partway through, right? A few weeks later, even maybe a few days later, they start to wake up. They start to see that this narcissist is not who they thought they were. This narcissist was a flash in the pan, right? They had a great uh, one night stand and then they thought they were in love with this narcissist. And then next thing they know, the narcissist doesn't want to call them back, doesn't want to meet up with them again or only wants to meet up for certain things right the booty calls or something and uh they're getting used and and they're believing though that the the calls at 2 a.m are you know are are indications of love or desire or want right it's none of that it's just to be used that's it <laughs> no you don't type too much Wow. They, oh, yeah. So you just cannot trust what you're seeing. And then here's the sad part. Or not sad. Here, here's the part that affects us. It's how we feel, right? This is where it's so important to know that your feelings are temporary, okay? You might feel like total crap watching them. Right? You're feeling like you're the you're at the lowest point in your life. You're you're alone, they're together, they look like they're having fun, your life is falling apart, and you feel dejected and you feel worthless and you feel like nobody cares about you. And I want to let you know that as much as the feelings that the new supply is having is totally not real, your feelings also is not a reflection of reality. Your feelings are, re are real in that, yeah, that's how you're feeling. But look around you and see what reality is really, is actually there, right? Look around you and see that you still have friends. You still have family that care about you. You still have pets, right? Like I do, that love you. You, you still have a, a life, which means you have choices and you have a future. You have so much to look forward to like even if you're 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 not you're getting kicked out of your apartment okay well you know sometimes that's part of life and you're going you're going to be able then maybe to find an open door somewhere else you might find a blessing through that getting kicked out of this you know your apartment might mean that you you end up someplace else where you meet the right people you if you didn't get kicked out or if you didn't get fired maybe you wouldn't find these other open doors. Maybe you wouldn't find these other blessings that are coming to you. So instead of feeling like 
it's insurmountable and that you, you're down and you're never going to get up again. See it as an opportunity, an opportunity for something new. See it as an opportunity that you're going to move on to something better. And don't compare yourself. That's another thing that brings on really awful delusional feelings is when you're comparing yourself to others because you're imagining that the person you're comparing yourself to is doing so much better and that their life is perfect and, and they have all these things that you don't have, but you don't really know what they're going through. You don't know that they're going through an abusive relationship. You don't know that their kids are a disaster, right? You don't know that their family is rejecting them because of the narcissist. You don't know that their their boss is pissed at them. You, you don't know any of this, but you're comparing yourself to them as if their life is perfect. And then making yourself feel like you're lesser, like you're not as worthy as this other person, or you're not as lucky as this other person, or whatever you might be thinking about them. So be very careful about how you feel. Uh, this message or this show today is about the new supplies, feelings not being real, but it's also to give you a perspective of how and when there are times that you're in control of how you feel and how you feel will either allow you to plug into reality or plug into a delusion. If that, if it causes you to plug into a delusion, you're going to cause a lot of trauma in your relationships because other people are not going to want to plug into the delusion, right? Other people are not going to want to satisfy your feelings or affirm feelings when they're like, well, this is not real. This is not true. Just because you feel like you're fit and sexy, but you're not, you're like sickly and you're you know, out of shape and you can, you can barely walk up a flight of stairs. Um, yeah, they're, they're not going to give into that because they're like, okay, well, you can feel whatever you want, but I'm not going to treat you according to how you're feeling. I'm going to, I'm going to treat you according to how I see you. Like, yeah, they're not going to fawn all over you and want to sleep with you, right? <laughs> that type of thing. So you guys, I don't know. I kind of got off on this image but I just wanted to share with you that when you're when you're caught up in feelings that are not serving you right that are causing rifts between you and other people your feelings are are um how do I put that because because there are times too that other people's their feelings are oppressing you right They're, the way they feel they require you to affirm their feelings otherwise they don't want you in their life and you're like holy cow I cannot give in to your delusion because it's a delusion um well you know what I've I've read comments too where people are, are just fed up with that and they're like fine if they want to cut me out of their life that's their loss you cannot give into these psychoses. You cannot give into these delusions with ultimatums, right? Um, the best relationship you're going to have is when the people around you are plugged into reality. You know, there's there's a time and a place for theater, okay? There's a time and a place for drama and fun and and being 
out of your comfort zone and, and just being loose and enjoying life, right? Skinny dipping or, you know, uh, dancing like a fool in the middle of the floor, you know, the, the club or whatever. There's a time for that and to be silly. And that's fine. But it doesn't make sense to be that way all the time. It doesn't make sense to live in it as if it's reality, right? What if you're, you know, this is the funny thing. Say you know somebody who's just a horrible dancer, but they think that they're so sexy while they're dancing, right? So they're dancing up against you and you're like, this is so creepy and gross, but they expect you to want to touch them. They're expecting you to want to sleep with them and they're expecting you to be just as turned on by them as they are turned on by themselves, right? And you're like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not turned on by this because you kind of suck at dancing. <laughs> you're actually very awkward. And um, that's what I mean. Like when other people are forcing, you know, they, they live in this delusion and then they expect you to see exactly what they're seeing. And you're letting them know, well, you know, you could use a couple of dance lessons. <laughs> and it insults them. How dare you? You're being intolerant. You're not very kind. No, you're just giving them the truth. Like, you know, because other people in the club are laughing at them. Other people in the club think they're ridiculous, right? And then, and then they go home thinking, I don't understand why I never hook up with anybody when I go out to the clubs. Like, uh, because you're delusional. That's why. <laughs> you guys, anyway, I just wanted to share with you that, you know, you want to not be delusional the way the new supply is and the way the narcissist is. They go off of feelings. They think that their feelings um, are universal, right? However they feel about something, everybody else must feel the same way. Oh my gosh, it annoys me when people act as if something, some food that they detest, right? Oh my gosh, there's a, no, it, she, she doesn't expect others to feel the same way. But, you know, people who detest a certain kind of food, and then when you're eating it, they come and they mock you and they make, you know, puking noises or something. You're like, okay, how juvenile, first of all, right? Then an adult would do that. Uh, second of all, what the heck? What the heck is that about? You know, keep your freaking opinions to yourself. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that this food is gross. It's just gross to them, not gross to you. So this is where feelings, again, you know, people who push their feelings onto others and insist that others have the same feeling about that food or the same feeling about other things. They're like, no, I'm an individual. I have my own likes and dislikes. I have my own perspective on life. I have my own, you know, uh, idea. And actually, I'm plugged into reality because I'm observing around myself. I'm not just going with feelings. I'm actually paying attention. Like the terrible dancer on the dance floor, they're thinking like they had the best night of dancing ever when the rest of the room is like, is mocking them and the rest of the room is laughing at them it's like okay well but then they're wondering why is it nobody ever goes home with them why is it they're not making friends when they go to the clubs right because <laughs> everybody's kind of like um 
cringed out by them. Oh, happy me. Good to see you. Yes. Says you have to have the strength to walk away and save yourself. I would hate to be her new supply. Yes. Ah, thanks, Rahela. Oh, no. Oh, boy. So now, the ex narc now he's hoovering after three years. Ah, uh, you're welcome, happy me. Oh, gosh. Gosh. Yep. Sorry, you guys, just reading the comments here. Um, Rahela says, uh, hold on. Oh. All right, let me go back. Says, uh, he is pushing the new recycle supply on my boy, who is eight. He married the woman he had a son with, and she divorced her ex, married the ex-narc. Now he is hoovering after three years. Oh, right? That's the thing. Exactly. I've known narcs like that, too. I know one in particular I'm thinking of right now who, um, you know, after I think it was, might have been one, one and a half years of marrying the new supply, this narc started, at least to my knowledge, started um, hoovering X supply that they've had. Uh, and I was just like... <laughs> You know, at first I thought, I and I felt like many of you did, which was dejected and heartbroken and, you know, that this narc moved on with somebody. Not just moved on, like married that person as soon as he could. And that, you know, and then I, of course, imagined that their life is perfect because I, I kind of heard about the new supply a, a little bit from the narcissist, right? That this was the woman of his dreams and uh, everything that he ever wanted, never imagined that he could have, blah, 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 right? And I thought, wow, you know, the two of them are happy and going to live this happily ever after life and everybody's going to love them. Well, a year and a half later, he's calling up his old supplies, trying to hook up with them. So that gives you an idea that what you imagined they were having at the beginning, what you felt about them at the beginning was not real, right? I felt like they were going to have the best life ever. I thought they were going to. And the reality is you just don't have a good life with a narcissist for one. But the reality is just watching the narcissist, you can see that they're not into the new supply. They're not faithful to the new supply. They're, they have faked out the new supply. And giving them this fake feature, this this lie about and promises for what their life is going to look like. Just like they told you either about your relationship with the narcissist or even told you about their new relationship with the new supply. <clears throat> you know, they're they're telling you they're gonna give up all of their vices and they're gonna give up all of the things that they did to you, right? They're gonna give up drinking when they were a total drunkard when they were with you, right? They're going to give up drugs when they were totally doing drugs all the time. 
They, you know, they're telling you they're cleaning up their life. They're getting their life on track and they're going to make a lot of money and whatever it is, right? They're, they're just these big time dreamers. And I'm not, you know, pooping on dreamers. But the thing is, the narcissist is not really dreaming. The narcissist is just fantasizing. So you're imagining that all of this is going to happen. You're feeling dejected. You're feeling like, oh, you know, my life is never going to be as good as how they're portraying their life to be. And then the reality comes, right? The evidence comes. And that's the beauty of, of the truth, is there's always evidence of it. There's always evidence that shows you what the truth is. Um, feelings don't have to have evidence, right? Feelings can happen and there's nothing at all to back it up. Just imagination. Just what you're, you're housing in your head. It, it has no foundation. doesn't have to have any foundation in reality. But the truth, the truth has to have a foundation in reality. The truth leaves a trail. The truth shows you what reality is. So when the narcissist is trying to hoover you back in, when the narcissist is going to the bars and the clubs by himself or herself without their new, new supply, without their new spouse, that gives you an indication of what reality is. That, that's a little bit of evidence there, right? And the evidence starts to pile up to point you to the, the real truth, which is the narcissist does not value the new supply. No matter how much you think that they do, no matter how much you imagine or feel um, that they do, none of that has to be based on reality. None of that has to be based on evidence. It's just your your mind playing a movie that doesn't exist in your head, right? It's just playing it over and over again in your head. And you're you're thinking this movie is real, but it's not based in reality. Nobody else can see this movie. Nobody else sees what's going on inside of your head, right? Nobody else is feeling about them what you're feeling about them. So that's another way to pull you back into reality is to recognize like, well, if nobody else is seeing this, then maybe what I'm feeling isn't real, right? If nobody else is being affected by this, maybe what I'm feeling isn't real. So start looking for evidence in your life of what's real and what's fake, right? The fake stuff is not going to have evidence. The fake stuff is just going to be feelings. All right, you guys, want to see... BB Scott, good to see you. Yes, exactly. They have to do this for the new supply to believe the lie. They have to push the new supply because the old supply, uh, quote, unquote, abused the narc. And the old supply parent is horrible and abused the child too. All this is a lie and projection and a triangulation. Yep. Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. Mahela. Oh, wow. Exactly. And you know what? Thank you. I'm so glad because this is what I want for people. The truth absolutely sets you free. 
The truth is what's going to free you from your deceptive feelings, right? If only the new supply would seek the truth, they would also be set free from their feelings, right? Their deceptive feelings. Uh, and all of us can learn from that. If you're watching a new supply not catching on, no matter how much evidence is being thrown at them, how much evidence they're stumbling over, and then they're making excuses for the narcissist. Oh no, he wasn't really cheating on me. It was other people who were coming on to him. Other people were flirting with him. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't trying to flirt with other people. You know, they're just trying to make excuses. Oh, he was just in bed. He wasn't really doing anything with the other person. They were, they were just in bed because they were tired. You know, I mean, you have to think how much they have to stretch their brain in order to make excuses for the narcissist in order to live the lie they want to be tr the truth, right? They, in order to make their feelings or validate their feelings. They, they want to keep their feelings going. And because if they pay attention to the evidence, if they pay attention to the reality and the truth, then the lie that made them feel so good, the delusion that they were so comfortable in, will start to melt away. And they're not going to want that. They're, they're scared of that. But here's the deal. It's going to melt away anyway. It's going to disappear because feelings don't last unless there is evidence of truth in it, right? Unless it's based on evidence and truth. Well, you guys, I just wanted to share all of that with you. Um, I hope you guys do great from here on. You know, you're free. You have escaped. You are actually the blessed ones who are not married to them anymore. Uh, you're the blessed ones who are no longer tied to the crazy people. And you can actually walk away. Uh, don't get caught up in your feelings, though, when you're looking at them. Don't get caught up in that. It's not real as much as the new supplies feelings are not real. Your feelings of um, thinking that they're doing great, your feelings that of jealousy maybe towards them, not real, not based on any anything that's real, okay? Um, so you have to free yourself from that. And if it takes you having to look away from that, then look away. Don't look at them anymore because all that's going to do is reinforce your imagination, right? Get your imagination going again. And you don't want that. All right, you guys, that is about Oh, let me see. Fear, obligation, and guilt. Fog. Oh, of abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, oh, I always so I'll always like to end with something good. Um, the good news, you guys, for us is that once we're free, we get to start healing. We get to start living in reality. We get to start plugging in with real people. I was just reading another um, comment where this guy had gone out on a date and the woman he went out on a date with is under, again, emotional delusion. And, and he quickly ended the date. And I just thought, you know what? That was smart. It was really smart to quickly end the date. But... Here's the sad thing about the woman who is under this emotional delusion. 
she's not going to find a guy who's going to be in the same delusion she is. That I mean, that's what she was hoping for. She was hoping that she would find somebody who would be in the same emotional delusion that she is so that they can have a wonderful, beautiful, great life. But delusions don't help you create a big, wonderful life. It just robs you of a real, wonderful life. So the good news is we get a shot at the real and amazing and wonderful life. While people who live in delusions, they may seem happy at first. They may seem happy for a while. They may even go into cycles of being elated and then being crushed and then being elated and then being crushed, depending on how how much they can unplug from reality, right? Or how often they can unplug from reality. That's not a real life. That's them trying to escape reality and live in a fantasy, which is not real and does not ever last. You get a chance, however, at something that's lasting, something that's good. And I want to share with you that it's out there. I have met people who have found this, and myself included, where because we were able to unplug ourselves from our delusions, right, our fantasies that we wish were real, wished were real, once we were able to unplug from that, we were able to heal, and we were able to move forward with real people who are plugged into reality, and we're building our lives now where we get to actually enjoy each other's company and talk about real things and not delusional things. All right. <clears throat> well, you guys, I hope that this has helped you, that you should seek the truth. You should seek reality. Feelings are just feelings. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that don't base your whole life on feelings, okay? Base it on evidence, right? Um, someone might feel loved, for a moment because someone tells them that, that they are loved or that they love them, but then they treat them horribly. Like, should that person still feel loved? You know, they might once in a while because the narcissist throws them a crumb. But what is the point of that? That's not real love. Getting crumbs from your partner is not love. But because they get crumbs once in a while, they feel loved. I'm like, but look at the evidence. What are you actually getting from your partner? Is it real? Is it good? Is it sustainable? Or is it just crumbs? Yeah. Well, you guys. Oh, thank you. I love you too. <laughs> this is great. Yes. God is truth. Yes. Yes. Exchanging lies for truth. I love that. We cling to God in this for those of us that see this. Yeah. Exactly. Well, blessings to you guys. I hope that this has helped. If it has, please give me a thumbs up. Give me some comments. Uh, let me know how you feel about today's topic and maybe some experiences you've had if you want to share those. It always helps others to hear that people have gone through the same thing. So blessings to you. And don't forget to watch a commercial once in a while. That really helps me to keep this going. Um, I'm getting busier and busier. Thank you for the thumbs up. Uh, I'm getting busier and busier, but I'm going to keep trying to have these uh, live streams and I'll keep doing the little recaps for you for those who can't watch the whole thing. So watch those because sometimes I come up with some new ideas for the recap since I do them after the live stream. 
All right. Well, blessings to you and I will see you next week.